This is a Sicha from Lakota Sichas, Chelek Tazayin, Parsha Shmois, Sicha Beis. And the topic of the Sicha is that in this week's Parsha we learn about Moshe being placed in the Nils. And in the Sicha itself, the Rebbe will present the two things that happened related to Moshe being placed in the Nils. And the Rebbe will explain the connection between these two things and their connection to Moshe. On the Pasuk Vatasim Basuf Asfasayar, that Yechevet placed Moshe in the reeds or in the swamp on the edge of the river, the Targum says that Yechevet placed Moshe on the edge of the Nilus and not in it. However, from the continuation of the story, we see that Moshe ended up in the Nilus itself. So the Ragachavar explains that since the Mitzrim served the Nilus as their Avaydazara, so therefore Yechevet cannot place Moshe in the Nilus, as a person may not use Avaydazara even for the purpose of saving oneself. However, after Vatered Bas Pare Lirchitz Haliyar, and as the Gemara and the Medrash explain, that this means that she was Mavatal Zara of the Nilus, so then Moshe went into the Nilus itself. Now we have another teaching from the Medrash Rabbah. There it explains that the reason Yechavit placed Moshe in the Nilus was in order that the astrologers would think that he was already thrown in the water and they would stop looking for him. And the reason this would help is because the decree of Kawa Ben Tashlichu was made because they saw that Mashin Shal Yisrael that the savior of the Yidin would be punished with water. And she was she was hoping, and that's what happened. That once they would see that he was in the water, they would be Mevatal their decree of Kala Ben Hayilid Hayera Tashlichu. And the question of the Tzicha is, we know that everything in Torah is exact, and so, it's, and so it's understood that these two things that were bottle, the Nilus being the Avedazara of the Mitzrim, and the decree of Kala ben Hayilid, Hayir Tashlichu, they must be connected to one another, since they were bottle at the same time. And they also have to be connected to Moshe, because it, it was through Moshe that they were bottle. And so the question is, what's the connection between the Bittal of the Avedazara of the Nilus and the Bittal of the decree of Kala ben Ayilid Tashlichu, as well as what is their connection to Moshe Rabbeinu. We're now going to begin a long explanation of what was the real, what was really behind the decree of Kala ben Ayilid Tashlichu, and through that we're going to answer the questions. So we'll understand this by first explaining the inner significance of the decree Kala ben Ayilid so since the Torah doesn't tell us the general decree, it doesn't just tell us that if it's a boy, you should kill it. But rather, the Torah also tells us the detail of how they should go about killing them. So this indicates that this is a fundamental aspect of Gauls Mitzrayim. And furthermore, the Rebbe explains, this actually reflects the whole idea of Gauls Mitzrayim. The whole intent and purpose of the decree was Hayaira Tashli What was the goal? Pare wanted the Yidin to be thrown and drowned in the Ya'ur, which is in the Avedazara of Mitzrayim. That was the whole goal of Pare, and that was really the whole idea of Golas Mitzrayim. The throwing in and drowning the Yidin in the Avedazara of Mitzrayim. Now we're going to explain a little more what exactly is the significance behind the Ya'ar being the Avedazara of Mitzrayim. So the reason the Mitzrayim worshipped the Nilus was because by nature it was the source of their Parnasa, since there's no rain in Mitzrayim. So when a land needs rain, that causes people to turn and constantly turn heavenwards. However, in Mitzrayim, it's possible for a person to think 
that his parnasa, his livelihood, his sustenance, everything that allows him to live, doesn't come from Hashem. And so that was the Avedazar of Mitzrayim, that they looked at the Nilus and not as Hashem, as their source of livelihood and of parnasa. And this was the goal of Kala ben to also drown the Yidin in this belief that it's Teva, it's nature that sustains a person, and it's not Hashem. Now we're going to explain a little more about the process of how Pare was able to try to drown the Yidin in the Avedazar of Mitzrayim. So in order for the decree of Hayyayur Tashlichu to have control over the Yidin, there needed to be a few stages. Number one, the Yidin had to leave Eretz Yisrael where Lukus is revealed. And we see this idea that in Eretz Yisrael, Lukus is revealed in the fact that it rains in Eretz Yisrael. And so people are always looking heavenwards, waiting for the rain, which indicates and reflects that on a deeper level, that in Eretz Yisrael, there's the level of Re'i and Lukus, a very strong connection to Hashem. So that they first leave Eretz Yisrael and go down to Mitzrayim, so that they no longer have this Re'i and Lukus. Number two, all those who came from Eretz Yisrael had to pass away. And the reason is, since even though they no longer had Re'i and Elikus, still the fact that at some point in time they had Re'i and Elikus, it caused that they at least understood the truth, which is called Shmiya, hearing, understanding. They had to first leave Eretz Yisrael so they no longer have Re'i and Elikus, and they also had to pass away and a new generation had to be born that would, so that therefore they don't even have Shmiya and Elikus. And so automatically, all who remained were born in Mitzrayim. And then, once that's in place, then it was possible for Pari to attempt to drown the Yidin in the Avedazar of Mitzrayim. And the way to overcome this decree is through Moshe, because the idea of Moshe is that he is Moshe and Shal Yisrael. He is the savior of the Yidin. And the way Moshe helps the Yidin is because he draws down a munah to Yidin that it shouldn't be in a way of makif. All Yidin are already ma'minim b'nei ma'minim. But it could be in a way of makif, that it doesn't come down all the way to a place that it helps them in their mice of a pile. So Moshe Rabbeinu draws down the munah so that even when there is no re'iya of elikos, and even no understanding, no shmi'a in elikos, still their munah should shine that it affects their Maisa Bapel so that they can stand strong against the decree of Pari. And so Moshe is the one to help the Yidden to overcome the decree that Pari made so that in Maisa Bapel they should be able to stay strong and live as Yidden and not as Mitzrim. And that's why we find that the Torah tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu was Rayas Tzayn Yisrael Chaysnoi Kayin Midian because that was the preparation for Moshe being Moshe and Shal Yisrael. And the question is, why does it have to say that whose sign it was? It was Yisrael, Chaisnei, Kayin, Midian. We know that it's important that Moshe was a shepherd, but why does it have to tell us whose shepherd he was? So Chazal explained to us that when Moshe was by Yisrael, he took the sparks from this dark place of Yisrael, who was Kayin, Midian, he was involved in Avodah Zarah, and he uplifted them. And so that was a preparation, that Moshe has the ability that even in a place of darkness, by Avedah Zarah, where there's no Re'i in Elikos, and there's no Shmi in Elikos, he could still uplift the sparks. And the way he does that is through shepherding and nurturing the Amuna, that it should come down and impact and affect the person in their Maisa B'Payal. And now we have the answer to our original question. Number one, what's the connection between the two things that were bottled, the Avedah Zarah of Mitzrayim and the decree of Hayyur Tashlichu, and what's their connection to Moshe being the one to mimivatel them? So the connection is, because on a deeper level, these two gzeris are one and the same. 
since the decree of Kala ben was because it was the Avodah of Mitzrayim. And it's through Moshe that was drawn down to the Yidden, the strength and the power to be able to have Muhammad to wage war on the Avodah of Mitzrayim and to be successful and overcome it and thereby not only overcome the Avodah but also automatically be mevat of the decree to throw the Yidden into that Avodah Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, as we know, is every day, which means that every day there's the level of seeing Elokos, Re'iyan Elokos, understanding Elokos, which is Shmi'an Elokos, not seeing and not understanding Elokos, and then the goal of Mitzrayim. As we see that the order every day is, first a person goes to the Beis HaKnesses, where he's standing in front of Hashem, which means there's a very close connection, like Re'iyan Elokos. Then a person goes to the Beis HaMedrish, where even though he's involved with Torah, but it's the way he understands the Torah. So that's like Shmi'an Elokos. Then a person moves on into the world. He has to be Hanig Behem Minig Derech where over there there is no Shmi'a, there's no Re'iyah, there's no Gile Elokos. And the Geula, for the person, on a personal level, is through the Moshe Shebenafsheh, through nurturing the Emunah within himself. And the Eirah from this is, number one, the two Eiras, number one, to know that going from Re'iyah in Elikos to Shmi'ah is already a Yerida. And so a person has to relate to it that he's only doing it because he's Anusal Piyadibur. If it was up to him, he would stay in a place of Re'iyah the whole time. Because leaving Re'iyah, even going to Limeratera, is already a Yerida. And number two, a person has to know that he is Anus al Piyadibur. Hashem does instruct a person to go to the base of Medrash and then to go to Hanak Bang Minik And so one has nothing to fear that even though he doesn't have Riyah and even not understanding Shmi and Elikos, still through a Munna, he could bring his own Gula and through that, the ultimate Gula.